All right. Hello. Hello. I am Alex Vaz, the gallery director curator at the Cambridge Art Galleries. And I have with me here, Nicole. Hey, I'm Nicole. I am the education and engagement facilitator at Cambridge Art Galleries. Is it just me every time you have to say your title? Like it takes a second. Like you have, yeah. I have to really think about what I'm saying. It's true. Especially mine's a little longer and I'm I'm education and engagement facilitator. Yes. 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 So. Every word's so important. <laughs> So that's our titles. However, we're missing a very important title, and it's one for this podcast. Yep, that's true. I mean, going into the first episode without a title, maybe we'll we'll riff off something, and, and by the end of this recording, it will be titled. But for now, yes, Untitled is the title. Untitled, which I mean, as artists, we have done many, many times just go out and publish our work untitled. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, our curator had a great idea, and I think we're toying with it. Um, it was, what's art got to do with it? <laughs> I love that. I think that a catchy jingle is is underrated. So I think a, a sing-along version of a, a podcast title sounds wonderful to me. Yeah, you know what? So we're recording these in the old post office up in Cambridge and Galt. And right next to us in the next room, we have the giant piano. Imagine if we can somehow get the giant piano to play our little tune. That would be brilliant. Yeah, we could have a little uh, audio and then we could uh, post a video or something of how long it took us to get it right dancing on the giant yeah wall. that's a good point I, I, this is not a one-off take that's for sure <laughs> all right so even though we don't have a title we do have intentions with this podcast and we're trying to reach new audiences and have this resource that is out there and standing so you don't have to look too far from it you look at your closest um, station that you either use your itunes your spotify whatever it may be um, and have us here to give us a little bit of the behind the scenes of the art gallery um, not many people are familiar with what happens behind the white walls and i think it'd be really fun to share and chat with people about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something where even just in my own role with the Cambridge Art Galleries, getting to know what Matt does, who's our installation tech, and the roles of you curating, but introducing guest curators and how those dynamics work. Like these are things, even as someone who participates in the art world as an artist myself, I, I never necessarily had access to. So a more casual kind of conversational way to get to know people behind the scenes, I think is really exciting. Yeah, for sure. Because like you said, like even my first experience within galleries was as an artist. And I think there's so much magic that happens that you forget who's doing it or where it's coming from or with what goal. So we're going to touch a little bit about that. We're also going to bring our artist talks here. So I would love to interview some of our artists that are coming through um, and whether they're exhibiting or they're just some of our locals or there's someone with a great story to share. I feel like this will be really fun to give a new access to people directly to some insights into the artist world, whether it's through an artist, a curator, a creator, a public artist, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And something I'm 
from an education standpoint, I'm really excited to be bringing in is also through those wonderful resources of artists, but also um, maybe practitioners that do other things behind the scenes in the arts. Uh, like we could invite Matt on here and get some installation tips, but even for artists to develop their portfolios, information about development in terms of how do I make and design a great website, all these different things that seem, I think anyway, in my own perspective as an artist, a little bit intimidating uh, and something where you have to be a bit of a jack of all trades, that this podcast could be a resource where you could get some valuable information and insight from various experts or people who have done it before you. Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head there in the point that there's these huge gaps in education for artists. Um, you know, you don't necessarily know how to start or where to go or where you should be putting your energies. And you do have to know a little bit of everything from marketing to being a full entrepreneur to understanding contracts and intellectual property and all of these different things. Um, but on that note, I will pause to say having Matt in the interview would be so funny. <laughs> It's true. As I'm sure whoever is listening to this will skip ahead to whatever episode we eventually have Matt on and you'll you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But a wonderful, dry sense of humor, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. He keeps our office highly entertained. That's for sure. All right. So talking about the office, we'll talk a little bit about the dynamics that we have at the Cambridge Art Gallery. So for those who do not know, we are located near Waterloo and Kitchener. We're in the Tri-Cities. Um, we have multiple locations. So we are here in Galt, which is the center of Cambridge. But please don't get upset if your center of Cambridge is Hespler or Preston. We all know you love your neighborhoods. Um, our other location is in the lovely neighborhood of Preston, um, where we have our second art gallery. So looking over those two spaces, we have myself. Um, and then, of course, we have Nicole covering education. We have our assistant curator, Carly. And we have our, our Matt, who <laughs> is really the one who does it all um, in terms of installation and exhibition coordination. Uh, so within that, we all have different insights. And I'm really looking forward to sharing what those roles mean, um, because I know from the outside, I'm sure there's a lot of mystery about what we do all day. Um, but trust us, we're very busy and very excited to share it with you all. But we're going to start since I have Nicole here talking a little bit about the education world and see how that's evolved and how we're in like this fresh new restart now that we're reopened and we're really getting the ball rolling. Nicole's been with us with just over three months. So we have the fresh ideas and they are going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, so Nicole, if you can just tell me a little bit about your role, what you do, um, and then maybe a little bit about your aspirations and what kind of things you're seeing coming up that you're excited about. Yeah, absolutely. So I really think about my role as um, almost introducing people to all kinds of different ways to be creative. So that would involve getting the community into the gallery and having some maybe passive activations, which basically just means I don't have to be there or no one has to be there 
doing the activation. So it might be something as simple as a word search or a coloring page or going into maybe reactions to the exhibition and being able to write those down or in a creative way respond to the exhibition. Um, as well as organizing workshops has been something I've been really focusing on. So one-off or series where people can engage all kinds of different topics. So that could range from, yes, learning a new arts-based medium, whether that be embroidery or carving, or even we've got a wonderful series where we're going to be focusing on mental health and wellness and how the arts can be a great bridge or way in which for us to access some of those unspeakable, not unspeakable, but difficult to put into words, feelings, or aspects of what we're experiencing. Uh, we also have some wonderful programs that are focused on children's engagement, uh, seniors, we have this wonderful Seniors Connections program that's just up and running. And we're also, I'm very much looking forward to starting the Youth Arts Council this summer, where we're going to get some people young people involved in actually activating some of our spaces and being involved in some curatorial processes and get some really interesting experiences. So that's kind of where we're at now. And I mean, what I envision is I would love to continue to learn what the community is looking for. So this summer, I have a huge range of different types of workshops and activities and engagements, and I'm really looking forward to feedback. So any, if you ever want to, to send us a, an email or anything of that nature, I'm very happy to hear what the community wants. And just voting with uh, showing up to what events you enjoy is perfect. And so in the future, I'm really looking forward to continuing to build out uh, different series and workshops that uh, the community wants, as well as, you know, serving the artist community that we have here in Cambridge and beyond. I mean, through this this podcast, we could reach much further, which is very exciting. Yeah, I feel like you have so much on your plate in terms of variety and differences within the projects. And it, you're right, where we are we are still trying to see what does this community need now, right? We're in a, a stage of rebuild in all of us. And I feel like starting with these projects and just welcoming everyone in, um, one thing that you uh, didn't touch on, but I think is really important is that we strive to make sure all our programming is free. We're really trying to take down as many barriers as possible. Um, oh, those emails just never stop coming in. <laughs> um, uh, and I think one thing that's, really important to me. And I, as like, I am an educator, I will never take that away. I will never be able to stop wanting to share um, the things I know or help others um, fill gaps in their education. But I think back and I remember my time uh, in my local art gallery and we had this little attic where we were able to scroll away and do our projects. And it was really only for the younger kids because the attic was so steep. The ceilings in the attic was so steep. But I remember how valuable those moments were for me connecting to my local art gallery to other um, individuals that were maybe outside like the people that I went to school with um, so socializing outside what was my my comfort or what I would know and then learning all kinds of new skills and things that I felt were just mine after that like it wasn't something I learned at school or with my parents it felt very independent and creative and just inspiring and I think remembering 
wondering how that's a very big possibility that was part of the triggering for where I am now. I remember how valuable these projects can be and at every stage of life, how it's so important to have access to things like the services you provide. Yeah, absolutely. That's a wonderful point. And definitely keeping these programs free. It's something that myself growing up, I didn't necessarily have access to completely free programs. And I was privileged enough that my parents did put me in like some art camps and things like that. But to have a resource like this in my local community would have just been invaluable. Uh, So absolutely, I love the idea that this could spark a new interest. Um, I really enjoy the thought that we're keeping people open to being either lifelong learners or to having that spark ignited through something that maybe they didn't expect to enjoy. That's another thing. Um, Maybe you've never tried some sort of like fabric-based art making uh, and you come into an embroidery workshop and just fall in love. And those are the sorts of moments that I get really excited about when people come in not having very high expectations of their own skill level or whatever they expect to to be able to take away, and then they just really enjoy themselves. Absolutely. Oh, seeing people fall into that creative zone is probably my favorite because I know what it feels like and I know that it's going to change their day at the very least, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing to touch on, though, about the programming being free, I think that it's really important to understand that these are still very high quality programs you're putting on. Um, Besides the fact that you are an accomplished artist and you uh, recently got your PhD from visual studies um, from York, which is very impressive. um, You're also welcoming in other professional artists and you're bringing in people of a very high caliber and having this offered for free um, doesn't diminish the value, but really, I think, adds to the story, right? We're bringing in things that we truly believe um, would have a high impact and are of very high quality. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is important to note that we do fully compensate the artists that come in. So it's free for those who want to participate and engage, but we are um, funding these programs and they are of a really high caliber. I almost like to call them priceless. <laughs> yes, they are they're free. Priceless. They're free, but they are, as you mentioned, just of a quality that you would get. Um, you, typically, something you would have to pay hundreds of dollars for. So we are very happily in a position where we can take on that burden of cost and and appropriately pay artists as we obviously should and want to. Uh, So supporting their work as well as then being able to bring these really high quality and wonderful workshops to the community for free. Absolutely. Like I know we have one coming up and I know podcasts are like a time warp. So this one will probably already be done by the time we publish the podcast. But um, we have one coming up who's from a professor from Sheridan and the next one is as well. So like we're getting college quality, university quality um, workshops uh, for our community. And I'm, I'm really hoping that people find us and find comfort and inspiration um, when they do spend time at the gallery.
when we talk about who's coming into the gallery and what kind of things we're hoping to come out of these, do you find that we are, or I should say more, how are you deciding how to kind of decide who these audiences are and who to reach to and what to do with your programming? Because you were, you were given a complete blank slate and then you decided to put a lot of focus in a lot of different groups. Um, and if you can speak a little bit about like, what are your goals when you're trying to reach these people and your, your ideal results coming out of all this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think my number one thing is looking at the programming through an equity lens. I want all of our programming to be available, accessible. So obviously free makes it accessible to a certain extent, but also some of the topics being things that aren't necessarily um, presented as intimidating. So you mentioned the workshop we're having coming up with uh, Mark, who is the artist currently exhibiting the Mom Project at Preston, and his workshop's titled Drawing for People Who Don't Draw. (laughs) And so... It's really all about having people come in, feel welcome in an environment, an art environment that can often be intimidating. Even for myself, like walking into the AGO, sometimes you feel a little intimidated by these huge spaces, these like brilliantly um, displayed artists and Yet the value, I think, in art and in participating in creative exercises or acts is really the fact that it is an individual experience, right? It's whoever's walking into the gallery, what your experience is and your reaction is, is completely valid. Um, And I find that just so exciting about both art making and viewing artwork. So that's something I definitely want to foster in, in all of our workshops as well. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's so difficult when our community is so vast and diverse. And by difficult, I just mean wonderful. Like we have a a lovely challenge and a challenge that I think we're really excited to take on to make sure that there's a home and a voice for all those who feel like they want to participate within our space. Yeah, absolutely. And I and that's one thing with the sort of programming we're running this summer. And as we already mentioned that I really am receptive to feedback and, and the workshops that people love, we will extend or continue with. And those that maybe aren't as exciting for people will kind of let those fall to the wayside and, you know, come up with, with different ideas together. So feedback, I think, is going to be something I'm definitely soliciting all summer uh, from different participants and, and really seeing what, what people want, because it, it might be a topic that I'm incredibly infatuated with and excited about. But if it's not something serving members of the community, then uh, it's not as essential, right? Uh, as well as, you know, finding programming that touches on the needs of different groups. And that might even be something as simple as offering some workshops during the day for people who might either work nights or be retired, as well as having things on the weekends or early evening. You know, timing also can make things more or less accessible for people as well. So that's another thing that I'm trying to play around with in the summer is having lots of activities at different times and and see what different uh, aspects of of Cambridge population is going to come to different things. 
Absolutely. And I think one of the really fun solutions you've already had so far for this concept of timing and accessibility and allowing families to kind of navigate how they want to interact is the wonderful art cart that you built. Yeah, yeah. The art cart has been, um, I think, a great development just in terms of me being able to move some of our workshops out into the lobby. So we have an amazing space at the studio, the gallery studio that we're able to use and program. But it is, you know, a separate room. It's off to the side. If you don't know what you're looking for, you don't necessarily know where it is. Um, And so the art cart is on wheels, as it implies. It is like a cart. Um, And so I'm able to wheel out different kind of engagements. So we have a ton of different art cart programming coming up for the summer. We have... um, lots of things engaging our amazing exhibition that's coming up with Amanda McCaver. So mobile making, we have um, in May some art cart fan week, different activities. So lots of things where it's just in the lobby. People might come specifically to the library to engage with the art cart or come specifically to Cambridge Art Galleries to look at the exhibition and stumble upon the art cart. Uh, So it really does provide that opportunity for uh, more spontaneous engagement. You don't necessarily have to plan on being here. You could come into uh, Cambridge Art Galleries and just end up making something really exciting. I think that's really fun. And I think that gives a little bit of the power back to the parents if you're interacting with a smaller child that they can work at their own pace with whatever their needs may be and create something wonderful and feel like they were part of the art gallery during their library visit. So I'm really happy you were able to build that amazing art cart. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really fun seeing, you know, engagements anywhere from two seconds of a a flurry of drawing (laughs) to like three hours where some of our younger participants are just very patient and meticulous and 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 want to do it the right way. Yeah. And uh, I think one of my most favorite is when not only the the younger kids get involved, but also the parents, they get to make something Mm -hmm. too. Um, And that's always really fun. Absolutely. It's, it's really lovely just to feel these, these connections that we can build. And um, I can only imagine from my own experience that they, they are meaningful and they can be small and they could be, you know, a little moment of doodling. But if they feel like they're now belonging to our community, then I think it's a huge win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one story I heard actually almost throughout March break, we have had almost every day um, people coming in from different communities. So they maybe used to live in Cambridge or they had friends and family who lived in Cambridge. And this was their like favorite library. It didn't matter that it wasn't necessarily the closest <laughs> library. They were commuting to Cambridge because they loved the types of activations that they were experiencing here. Well, I'm not saying this only because I work here, but like I have to say, Idea Exchange is outstanding. And for those who don't know, Idea Exchange is the library um, which we are housed. So we share a building with the libraries here, both in Preston and in um, Queen Square and Galt. Um, but they have uh, five locations altogether with more to come. So, I mean, it is an outstanding organization with 
immaculate services and everyone here is so fantastic that I think when you walk in the doors, you feel it. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. so excited to share how amazing we think our services are or the things that we can provide our community that it's, it's a little contagious. You walk in and you just feel that sense of belonging and excitement. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely an atmosphere of, you know, excite, excitement, acceptance, and it just embraces you with how can I help? <laughs> what do you want to do today in the in the art gallery or the library? And how can we make this an even more engaging or exciting experience for sure? Absolutely. So we spoke a lot about what kind of things you want to be doing as the educator here in the gallery. I was wondering if you would give us the privilege of telling us a little bit more about you and as an artist and how did you get to where you are? Because I think a lot of the mystery behind who works in an art gallery is how do you get there in the first place? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I always think it's it's kind of funny because I believe we've even talked about this outside, obviously outside the podcast, but um, the fact that not everyone even knows these jobs exist, right? Like that you could be no. an educator or um, that you could be an installation technician or that you could be a curator. Like you might know of the title, but not really know what it takes or what, or the what that role is. is. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for myself, I definitely went through school in the arts. So I started out actually in high school as um, in a specialized art school and just always really felt engaged in creativity and felt like that was a home for me, something that made me feel like I was able to express myself and and kind of cultivate a skill that made me feel really good. Um, and eventually, as I went through university and got my BFA um, and then decided to commit to do my master's out at the University of Victoria in BC, I started to learn how the arts had this wonderful capacity to communicate in a way that a lot of other methods of, of communication just can't, right? So we we often communicate with words or with text, but the arts have this ineffable quality to them where we almost communicate with experience and bodily experiences and, and just physically being with an object um, that just felt so different to me and really necessary. Uh, the arts became a space, I would say, where we also have this capacity to reach into a ton of different disciplines. So this was something I always was really interested in throughout my schooling and just my life in general was kind of learning a little bit about biology, learning a little bit about geography, learning, you know, like kind of reaching beyond just, oh, I'm going to be an expert in this one really particular thing. And the arts kind of demand that of you, I would say, as we were talking about professional development, where you kind of have to be an entrepreneur and a website designer and all these different things as well. Um, And obviously, that's not everyone's cup of tea, but I've always found that really exciting that I could be, you know, a, a novice at a ton of different things. And so in my own art practice, I ended up getting really, really interested in biology and in particular microbiology. I sort of was doing my master's during that time when the human microbiome became 
a huge topic of conversation. Everyone was taking probiotics. And I had this moment of, wait a minute, (laughs) 10 pounds approximately of my body could be composed of not me (laughs) like microbes would be what yeah yeah like a huge amount of that's um, a new fact for me yep (laughs) a huge amount of like our our body mass um if we took it down to like a cellular level we have far more non-human cells than human cells so the only reason we actually look human is because they're much bigger than the non-human cells we have in us. So I started finding these things out and my first reaction was like complete disgust. (laughs) And then then fascination, like how how do I reconcile this? That like I have these like non-human lives that really make my life possible. Uh, So that's sort of where my art kind of started to explore this relationship with the non-human world, with like the environment outside of our body. I mean, microbes, as we've learned through the pandemic, literally connect our bodies through these invisible forces, but like physically we're exchanging microbes with our environment. Um, And I just found that idea of connectivity that's beyond, you know, a metaphor. It's literally physical. We're all connected. Um, Really, really compelling. So yeah, I currently work with environmental microbes. So they're called normal flora, basically just the naturally, naturally occurring microbial life that's always around us, and specifically with mud. <laughs> and so soil micros and things like that. Um, but all of this work really led me to become, as I mentioned, a novice at a bunch of different techniques. And learning all these different things kept me really passionate about education and about passing on, as you mentioned, um, my own experiences and what I knew about these things. And so I always had a passion for teaching. I've taught at a lot of different institutions, a ton of different mediums, um, so more traditional maybe art making than than my own practice, so printmaking or sculpture, all these things. Um, and that Eventually, that that winding path led me to start applying for positions where I could use both my art making material skills, my research skills that I gained through doing the PhD at York, um, the connections that I made in the arts communities that I was getting to be involved in. And it all kind of just coalesced beautifully in, in this position where I get to still make artwork, um, engage with people, get them excited about art making, teach them some some new techniques or new things and and reach out and support other artists and makers and and different experts in all kinds of different fields and and uh, basically empower people to to continue to be novices and learn new things and embrace embrace not knowing and learning something new. Oh, I think that was so well said. Yes. And uh, taught me something new today. I did not know all of this about my own being. Yeah, it's it's like um, if I could recommend a book, I Contain Multitudes is by Ed Young. And he is um, a popular science writer. So he writes for the New York Times. And it, that's the book that blew my mind. Yeah. Anything you want to know about like your body and microbes, that's a that's a good one. 
very accessible, like very like fun writing, but it's all there. Amazing. We'll put that in um, the podcast bio. So if you didn't catch it, don't worry. We'll throw you the link. And if our library carries it, we'll give you the direct link to our library books. All right. That is absolutely fantastic. I am so glad that you shared with us, Nicole, not only your job here at the Cambridge Art Galleries, but a little bit more about yourself. Um, one thing that I would love to shout out and plug, if you'll give me permission, is your current exhibition. Yeah, yeah, at the um, the Art Gallery of Windsor, Essex, I do have a piece in. Ah. Yeah, ah. <laughs> in the, <laughs> the, the exhibition called Biocurious. Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited to be among some some really exceptional bio artists like uh, Jennifer Willett. Um, so just some really, really wonderful work that's been curated there. And I, I definitely recommend to go see it, even if it's not to see my work. Um, there's tons of, of wonderful things going on there. And another thing I oh, might... Oh, yeah, they have... Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say another oh, thing no, I might mention um, is we also do have a mud and microbes workshop coming up. So if you are, you know excited about or curious about my work or or the role of microbes in in the environment and our bodies you can make your own microbial sculpture in later in the summer and you can keep an eye out for that on our website too yeah and don't mind me i'll definitely be at that workshop um i need <laughs> to learn all about this now you've got my attention uh, i think that's gonna be really wonderful because they're gonna be taking like from your you're like your real expertise and what you're passionate about making so i'm sure that's gonna be a fantastic workshop um i don't think it's that far away either no and honestly i do not know the date off the top of my head but we will put it in the bio <laughs> yeah it's... you have so much going on i don't blame you <laughs> Yeah, it's always fun to get muddy so it'll be a good time. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And, like, I think that's a really good example of how, like, we're not just doing traditional media over here. If, you know, pencils and pens and paper intimidate you, um, you don't have to worry. I think there's going to be something for everybody. We even offer filmmaking courses where you can learn to use all the beautiful technology we have here at the OPO. Um, we have all kinds of things coming your way. And like, like Nicole said, we want to hear back from everyone. I realize that on a podcast you can't talk back to us, so please don't be shy to send us an email reach out walk in ask us questions we're here and we're we're here for you the community so we want to hear the feedback and we want to make sure that everyone feels like they can have a sense of belonging within our space yeah absolutely that's the goal all right. Well, I think that's a wrap for our very first episode. We are the podcast currently without a title. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if we should like throw this out to people. I feel like we're going to get bombarded with with uh, suggestions, but we'll take it. I, yeah. I'm excited to see what people would think we should be called. Yeah. Um, but please plug in. Keep an eye on us. We're going to be on your podcast on your we'll be your podcast on your Spotify and on your iTunes. And uh, we're looking forward to sharing with you all the behind the scenes stuff, some artist talk, some professional development, some tips and some funny stories along the way. And we promise to work our very best to get you, Matthew, the exhibition coordinator on here. Absolutely. <laughs> 
that'll probably be our, our highest uh, listened episode just from the joy and comedy that he brings to our, our office. We have a good feeling about him. I love it. Um, but yeah. we'll also have our, yeah, we'll also have our curator on here and uh, Carly will tell you some fantastic stories as well and tell you all about um, their history and their fantastic um, education and production and goals within gallery. Is there anything else you think we're up to, Nicole? You know, I think we need to to flip the roles at some point and get someone to interview you. That's going to have to be on the list of to-dos. Yeah. You flip the, flip the script at some point. Flip but... the script. All right. Here it is. There's already a revolt on episode one. And we're already taking over the mic. I'm not All saying right, me. Everyone. I mean, maybe me, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I don't know. I want to, well, probably, probably. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm up to it. I'm up to it. We'll take on the challenge. And I hope that everyone keeps listening and that we can um, share and grow together. So welcome to the Currently Untitled podcast from the Cambridge Art Galleries.